Welcome to the Mary Gostolo Girl Ahead podcast, the weekly unique insight into luxury hospitality around the world by those who know it best. Produced by Allmont Global and in partnership with Forbes Travel Guide. In today's environment, the traveler's health is top of mind, but every hotel brand has its own protocols and different local requirements. It seemed impossible to sort through it all, to know which hotels could be trusted, but ShareCare Verified with Forbes Travel Guide is fast becoming the brand agnostic global standard that people can rely on. More than 360 expert validated health and safety standards cover all the bases. And as listeners of this podcast, your hotel can benefit from a unique offer if you subscribe before the end of May, 12 months for the price of 11. Click on the link on the allmontglobal.com website to enroll. Make sure your hotel is ShareCare verified with Forbes Travel Guide, enabling booking with confidence. I'm absolutely thrilled to be talking design this week and there's nobody better to chat with on that subject than Kit Kemp who is the founder and creative director of Firmdale Hotels. She's a person of so many parts. She also heads Kit Kemp Design Studio which has several shops pop-ups and of course she's always working on new hotels which is what she talks about here she is inspirational as you will find out too here i go talking to kit kemp kit how do you describe yourself I am someone who's just mad about interiors and you know I can forget so many things but if it's the name of a craftsman if it's the name of an artist if it's the name of an interior designer or a fabric company I've got a memory which goes back for years and years How did you get that memory It's because I love it and it's just nothing to do with work. I mean, I'm not a great intellectual. I don't delve in books all the time, but I've been doing this all for oh hey, well over 30 years now and some of it is stuck. It seems to me that you started when you were in primary school. You say that you are not a great uh, bookie person, but one of my memories is staying at one of the gorgeous Firmdale hotels and entering my room through a corridor lined completely with books. So well, brilliant. I Sorry, I've got to I've got to blame my mother for this because she loved books. And in fact, beside her bed, she didn't have a bedside table. It was just books. And but she did love them. You were never allowed to put a, a cup or a mug or anything which would desecrate the top of a book. So I guess you just sort of are surrounded by that and some of it uh, goes in and so I love books. Uh, I understand what you're saying. I'm married to a gorgeous guy who uh, goes berserk if somebody turns down the corner of a book, you know, and as for writing yes. in a book. But you really do love quirky things like masses and masses of uh, books because uh, you 
actually show in your own next divine book, um, you show how to put together collections of such quirky objects as shoes, uh, frame a lot of shoes in Croc Bowling Abbey at Ham Yard. And how about the uh, vintage phones that you have at Crosby Street? Do you wait until you're designing another hotel and then you start looking for objects? Or uh, are you a hoarder and you have a home filled with old telephones and shoes? I think that, you know, you have to sort of every now and again reevaluate your life. And there are some things that um, seem quite valuable. So they might not be anything. They might be just a collection of old keys. And if you put them all together and put felt on the back and make a wonderful frame and put them around them, you can make all your strange, useless objects into a collection and then make them look very fascinating. If you see one key, it doesn't mean anything, but if you saw a whole collection of different ones, they suddenly take on an art form. And we can't all spend millions on our paintings and pictures. And every now and again, a sort of decoy focal point of a fabulous strange artwork so much the better if you've made it yourself will add in lots of character into a room and i think actually that's what this book is all about it's like adding character to your room i think so often um creating a new room should be an adventure but i think very often it becomes a trial and the final room suddenly doesn't feel comfortable it it should work but it just doesn't and i think if we can add just a fresh line of thought, some new sort of inspiration, just one little seed of an idea can just put a whole new thread and a whole new sort of bright, well, why don't we do that? Touch to a room. And you do have some Firmdale Hotel's uh, signatures. I think of the uh, fabric dummies the mm-hmm. fabric dressmakers' dummies. Uh, how did you get into the dummies and where do you find those? <laughs> well, do you know, there's something very sculptural in a room and you need sculpture sometimes and they can sit in a corner, but what's more, they're also functional and useful. And well, we'll always cover them in another fabric that we're using in the room. And our mannequins have got wonderful sort of busts and wonderful bottoms. They've got a sort of Edwardian shape, so they're gorgeously uh, curvaceous. Um, And people use them. They put their coats on them. They might actually hang a hat on them or even put a little bit of jewellery. We have smaller mannequins um, on the dressing table of some of the rooms. It must be quite interesting for people cleaning your rooms rather than a (laughs) typical room because everybody else thinks of a hotel bedroom in terms of return on investment for square meterage. Um, You are thinking about how can we, how can I personalize it more? And that makes it very personal for whoever's going to come and stay makes it a little bit difficult to clean um a typical hotel room cycle is said to be about seven years how about a kit kemp room how long does your 
typical hotel room last before it needs redoing or are you constantly tweaking it? Well, I'm lucky because I live with the designs that I've created and I'm seeing them in all seasons, spring, summer, autumn, winter, in, in different lights. And so I go into my rooms and I can live with my successes, but I can't live with my mistakes. So I'm learning all the time. I think we change our rooms between three and five years and not just one little piece, the whole thing, because if you start adding and taking away pieces, it never kind of works together. You have to look at it as a whole. And you know, the devil is in the detail. And my rooms might look colourful and carefree, but in fact, they're thought through to the nth degree. How aware are you of the rest of the fashion world? I was looking at the future colours this morning um, in various fashion colour wheel uh, um, outlets, and it seems that coming up spring 2020, 22 is going to be actually rather depressing with nature brown and green quartz and um, military gold. Are, are you aware of what is forecast in uh, fashion in the outside world? Um, do you know what I find so extraordinary? People love wearing colour, but so often they'll never put them in their rooms. Their rooms are often sort of beige, taupe, grey, and forgettably um, uh, good, you know, but uh, once you've been through them and out the other side, you can't remember a darn thing. Uh, and yet they'll wear the brightest coloured pair of shoes and the most gorgeous outfit. So I reckon, why can't you do the same with your rooms? Very often we've taken fashion designers and said, you know, we love your work. We love that couture aspect of your work. Why don't you make a headboard for us? And we've actually sort of, uh, Natasha Hulse is one girl who is just so divine in the way that she can actually collage together the most wonderful pieces that we can put into a room. But she's really a fashion designer. Another girl, Cleo Pepiat, is very young, always working with sustainable fabrics and materials. But actually her work can transfer into interiors. So we like to take people and just play around, help them maybe with the sort of fabrics and finishes that they can use and make a room absolutely individual. But as far as colours go, um, I mean, I'd rather look at the aspect rather than this year's colour because I don't really like shoes that wear sort of so-called high-heeled shoes because they date. I don't really want my, my, my rooms to date. They should, they should stand on their own merits. They certainly do, and I love the way that Cleo uh, Pepiliat, I probably pronounced it wrongly correctly, features in your book, which does bring in some of the other designers. Cleo is fashion art, and I am very impressed also by what you have on Martha Freud, for instance, uh, beautiful ceramics. And you're bringing all these elements into your hotel bedrooms. And I must ask you, I know that you're living with these. Do you live 
in a home that similarly is like this. How does Tim react to living in what is a work of art, Kit? Um, well, I don't think he sort of looks upon me as a sort of work of art. <laughs> and I have to be quite careful at home because he hates it if I start moving chairs around. And especially sort of side tables that he's got his books or his light beside. Uh, so I'm very respectful of that. And, you know, once I've created a room, which I really love, I do want to live with it and I don't want to change it. And I think that's the beauty of actually just creating something which gives you a great deal of pleasure. There's nothing more luxurious than living with colours that make you feel cheerful and objects which you really treasure. And it's worth just spending that extra bit of time to make that space really work for you because it will last. And in the long run, it probably will be less expensive than changing it every year. Do you start off with a budget when you're doing a room? Um, I mean, obviously, uh, my budgets, when you look at a whole sort of 15-storey hotel, are massive. So it's really frightening and gives you butterflies in your tummy when you start looking at the figures involved. But you just have to take it one step at a time. And it's that initial inspiration, those initial ideas that say art inspired by the written word, let's go with that one, or Bloomsbury, let's think about Virginia Woolf and Duncan Grant and Vanessa Bell and the Omega workshop and suddenly you're off uh, because it inspires you and you think that you've just got something to offer and um, the whole thing uh, hopefully works. <laughs> so it, I do try, try well, and think about have you ever, have you ever done designs, Kit, that do not work? And what do you do? Do you know, it's never the end story. Um, I think rooms are a sort of story within themselves. And you can look at the plans and you can look at wonderful armoires and pieces of furniture, which you are sure are going to work. And then suddenly when they go in the room, it's not quite right. So a lot of my work is very detailed and it, it's thought through well in advance but sometimes some of those accessories and bits and, and wonderful pieces of furniture um, I have to think through and I think on my feet and sometimes I just have to move them around so no I don't always get it right and I don't think I ever will be flawless you know I don't think that you should see your room completely it should be almost organic it should grow and become even more interesting along the way and the same when you commission people for example like Martha Freud you can give them an outline of what you want but you don't want to put them in an arm lock because they have to have their creation creative juices going as well and I think you just want to get the best of both worlds. Kit you could talk about design forever and I am so enjoying chatting to you. One message, please, for hotel owners. Why should they think about design in a different way? 
I think, you know, they can't forget about those in-between spaces. I look at staircases, I look at sort of vestibules and areas outside conference rooms, even conference rooms themselves. And it sounds like it's the last thing on their mind that they've been actually designing. I think if they think about those in-between spaces and give them give them a character and colour all of their own, suddenly uh, it's intriguing for your guests and for your clients. And I always want everyone to just want to know what's going on around that cure at that corner to pique the curiosity. Kit, I'm going to cut you off right now. For some reason, I am not getting... uh, No, it's still there. Um, Sorry, I was not seeing you. Let's add... I've got a little bit more time, so let's go in now. Kit, if you were not designing some of the most beautiful hotels anywhere in the world what would you like to be doing um i love set design and um if ever i'm watching television like poirot something like that i'm always looking at how they have got together his outfits the backdrops the whole of the scenery around it and how it works and I love the ballet uh, so I often go to the Royal Opera House and I always think oh gosh I'd love to do those sets um, and you know I've, I've used the work of Oliver Messel and things like that in 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 things that I'm doing uh, so yeah I think I'd be a set designer Kit, this is so fascinating. We said we wouldn't look back. No, we said we wouldn't talk operations. But I am constantly saying every hotel is a live performance theatre. I talk to people who run hotels as well as people who are working for those who do run hotels. And every day is different for them. They have different guests. They have different people coming in and out. It is a live theatre, and you're providing this marvellous theatrical set. Of course, now we've got to get the owners and investors to stop thinking in terms of bricks and mortar return on investment in all those things. Kit, please let's carry on talking. Meanwhile... Uh, on another occasion. Meanwhile, I'm going to go back to Kit Kemp Design Secrets and I can't wait to learn some more secrets. I always learn so much chatting with Kit Kemp and I'm always excited to go to a Firmdale hotel to find goodness, a collection of old shoes framed up on the wall or some old uh, china dinner plates or something like that, even a collection of old bake light telephones up on one wall in a beautiful frame, of course. I adore her new book, which is coming out any day now. It's called Design Secrets, plural for the secret. And it gives you so many ideas for your own home. And let's hope it inspires some other hotel owners to look differently at their possibly taupe hotel rooms. Now, Dorchester Collection also has 
sensational hotel rooms, sensational properties. Their designs are a little bit more subdued, but not the character of their hotels. Dorchester Collection is always soaring ahead when it comes to customer service and real personalization. And next week, you're going to be able to hear me talking to the CEO of Dorchester Collection, Chris Cowdery. I will see you again. Look forward to it. Bye now. During these strange times, many in the travel and hospitality industry have been thinking about how we can make a difference in the so-called new normal. Everything's changing. It's also been a time to rethink and renovate. It's time to tell a new story. But just what is your story? How will you be telling it and to whom in the coming months and years? Markets are changing and so must we all. It'll be vital to get it right. And for that, Ormont Global has a unique dream team to help you. Drop us a line if you'd like to know more at almontglobal.com. That's A-L-M-O-N-T global.com. You've been listening to the Mary Gosselow Girl Ahead podcast, produced by Ormont Global and in partnership with Forbes Travel Guide. Join us next week for another exciting insight into the world of luxury travel. And don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues about the show.